Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns, and with me today is our pastor of connections, not Paul Eastwood, but Brad Clink. Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me in today. Oh, I am so glad that you are here. Uh, you got to preach this last Sunday, which was great, and you preached on obedience. Um, can you give us any highlights or any kind of a synopsis? What, what, what were you talking about on Sunday? Yeah, we're, what I was talking of the main point was that uh, obedience is, is evidence of uh, an authentic follower. And we have this tension we wrestle with because we know uh, it's not about our good works in terms of um, that leads us to forgiveness or salvation. Those are free gifts. But yet there's these, these, these places in the Bible where, where um, Jesus encourages us to be obedient as a display of our authentic faith. And so we wrestled that down a bit on Sunday. So what, is, what does it mean to obey and how do we obey as a follower of Jesus? Yeah, and I mean, you had lots of great... Uh, great illustrations, great quotes. Uh, you read, of course, from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, you're going to come to me and say, you know, Master, Master, and Jesus is going to say, I, I didn't know you. Um, that's a that's a bit of a scary yeah. thing, right? It wasn't, wasn't necessarily <laughs> a, a feel-good, yay yeah. kind of sermon, but yeah. I mean, you had a quote about um, church sometimes feeling more like a country club. Um, some of these things, and I've, I've heard people say these things. I've heard people say these things about our church and about us in general as a church, because the church is a gathering of people. Um, and obviously that's not what we want. That's not kind of what we're going for. So so t- tell me a little more about this this idea of o- obedience. Um, is, it, is it that people are, what, just not doing, being intentionally disobedient? Or do you think people think that the gospel is all about just believing and not actually doing stuff? What, what do you think the challenge is here? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think the challenge comes in a number of uh, shapes and forms. I think there are some who've grown up in a Christian culture and have embraced the the culture, some of the practices, but have never really leaned into what it means to have a relationship with Jesus or what it means to, to live out an authentic faith. Um, I think there are some that are that are uh, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to be obedient. It's hard to make decisions that might go against what your family thinks, what your the cultural norms might be around you. And so there's some that are just authentically struggling with what that that looks like. And and certainly we don't want to be a, a, a you know a country club. We want to mm-hmm. be a. a um, on mission with Jesus, we want to be authentic followers. We we know whether you follow Jesus or or not. We we want to be people of integrity, whose whose words and and beliefs line up with their actions. Hmm. And so we uh, we poked into that a little bit on Sunday as well. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's so much there, and so much to this idea of obedience. Um, I mean, so we're in a series of habits, uh, and and obviously you kind of you called us to this this big idea of obedience, which I think uh, you, you did a good job in not not kind of narrowing it too much and making it too too specific because obedience probably looks a bit different for all of us, and yet there's commonalities. What in your life? What have been some of the markers of obedience or some of the habits that have helped? Um, form you towards obedience or, or maybe those moments where you've thought, oh shoot, am I actually being obedient here? What do, what do I need to do to get back? Yeah, that's a good, it's a good question. And, and it's a journey we're all on. So, you know, sure. I'm, I'm uh, always learning uh, about myself and what it means to be a follower of Jesus and the way God's wired me. Uh, for me, some of the, it's, it's, it's been helpful just to learn to bite my tongue or to pause or to take a minute in situations when I'm not sure how to respond, how to behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's just you know, being a little bit more intentional about listening for the the promptings of the spirit. Um, you know that's been that's been uh, helpful in my in my walk and. 
Uh, certainly having guys around me who can speak into my life about the the, the bigger things, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know, hold me to account in areas that need to be held to account in. So uh, that's been that's been helpful. Um, spending some time, even even a being a little bit more intentional about, about listening for the the promptings of the the spirit when I'm in mm-hmm. um, situations, or you know, and being a little bit more aware of those um, promptings that come, those convictions that come, and then, of course, as we talked about on Sunday, the tough part is then responding in obedience. That's often yeah. the, the struggle, right? Actually, following. Through. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it, there's kind of these two sides of it, right? There's understanding what God is calling us to. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, you've, you've touched on some of these things like uh, the Word of God, obviously, uh, prayer, time in the Bible, uh, and then community. You said, you said a group of guys. I'm sure you know, you've know you got your wife as well probably is yeah, a big part yeah. of hearing God and, and stepping through. I know in my case that's certainly, um, uh, yeah, often God speaks through my wife and her wisdom. And, uh, and, and then, you know, this, this prayer, this intentional listening. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that and kind of how we— how we hear from God, how we know what it is we are to obey. Because it's not, I mean, it's not always as simple as just flip open the Bible, read something and be like, oh, there's a clear action step associated with that. Uh, That's why we gather for church and hear sermons and kind of unpack stuff. Um, So where where do we start um, if we want to hear from God? If we want to know what it is we're called to, where should we start? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question. As I, there, you know, every time you prepare a message, there's a bunch of stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor, yeah. right? And uh, so, one thing I was wrestling with is, yeah, well, obedient to what? Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, you know, clearly obedience to the Word of God. Yep. Um, you know, and sometimes those are nice, clear lists: do this, don't do this. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's it's um, you know morals within the parables or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so I was all you know, word of God, uh, way of Jesus. So like Paul talked about it several weeks ago, getting to know the way of Jesus, the mm-hmm. the character of Jesus, the way he interacts with people and responds, gives us a, uh, you know clues and things to be obedient to if we're mm-hmm. trying to to morph into imitating him. And and then as I mentioned, the the whispers of the the Holy Spirit. So um, kind of the word way whispers okay. um, are helpful to to when I think about. What are we trying to be obedient to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love. Um, so I was recently reading a book that talked about reading Jesus uh, as a biography. Sometimes our default mm. is to read Jesus and to read the Bible in general as a like, okay, here's an encouraging verse. Here's a standalone like, yeah, I'm gonna take that. Or like, here's Paul's point that helps prove this point of doctrine. Right? Like, it's we we tend to kind of want to. S- smush things and make them into nice, neat categories, um, which we don't do when we read normal biographies of people, right? Mm-hmm. We read biographies because we either want to be like them and know more about what made them tick or because we don't want to be like them, right? We, we're we interested. Um, and so there's a lot of that when it comes to Jesus, uh, reading him, understanding what he did, how he taught, why why did Jesus teach in parables instead of giving us, you know, the, the 20 commandments? We had the 10 earlier, why don't we do the 20? <laughs> yeah, right, right, no. right? And in that sense, it is... Yeah, it's it's not this list of rules. I mean, the Ten Commandments is great, uh, and we we generally think God still calls us kind of to live in that that general direction. But even that, I mean, the Israelites had the the, the Ten Commandments, and what did they proceed to do? Well, they made rules around those, and rules around those, and <laughs> yeah, rules yeah. around those, right? And we have the rules that are in the Bible about those, and then we have all of the midrash, the extra rules that that the people made. Um, yeah, so that's good. But the I mean, the last point you had there, being attentive to the Spirit, listening to the Spirit. Um, 
that's challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, so I think of that, and I I immediately think of times in my life, both where God's Spirit has clearly led, and um, I've I've heard His calling and His speaking, and kind of walked into that, or maybe ignored it. And then I think of times I've had people in my office who say, "Well, God called me to do that," and I think, "Oh, please don't blame your silliness on God," <laughs> right? Like when teenagers are lots of like, well, you know, God doesn't want me to date you right now. No, 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 that's okay. Don't, don't blame this breakup on God. Um, and, and this is what we get with the spirit, right? Sometimes we take it out of context. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. how do we have a, a good relationship with the spirit of God? Wow. That's, that's an excellent question. And, and key, we talked about how, how, you know, to grow into likeness of Christ, the getting to understand uh, the spirit and his promptings is important. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess in my life, it's um, it's quieting down at times when you don't think you need to quiet down. It's starting to pay attention to those things where you know the your gut feels a little funny at something, or you feel uncomfortable, and you're not sure why. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, you know, and I don't I don't take those immediately as hey, this is this is the spirit, but it at least gives me a, a direction to start going in, and and. Um, you know, as my part of my story from moving from uh, engineering to being a, a pastor, uh, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that was the move to make. <laughs> I thought the Spirit was prompting me in this direction, and uh, you know, I read the story in Joshua three about the the fact that um, uh, God doesn't stop the the flowing waters of the Jordan until the the um, priests put their foot in their water, and and I. Um, I want to be a type of person who's willing to put my foot in my, the water, mm. uh, you know, even if I'm not 100% there. And then I'm going to look for people around me. I'm going to look into scripture. I'm going to look into, you know, wise counsel and, and see see what gets kind of um, affirmed as being the, the direction of the Spirit. Yeah, and I, I love that. And Brad, I actually love that I'm having this conversation with you as, as someone who is trained as an engineer and thinks like an engineer. <laughs> um, you know, I... In some ways, I think it's easy to assume that kind of this whole like listening to the Spirit of God, well, that's for people who are like emotional and connected and maybe kind of default to more spiritual or, you know, maybe the artists among us. Right. Um, and while I fall into that category, I am also the son of an engineer. So I like I, I struggle with this at times because uh, I like to lay things out. I like things to be clear. Uh, and yet this this call to obedience is this call to walk with the Spirit. Um, and yeah, I mean, it. it it doesn't mean being like, oh, I kind of have this funny feeling. Therefore, I'm going to jump in and do this. It, it means, is this is this feeling calling me to something? And, and asking yourself that, taking it back to the Word of God, and taking yeah. it to wise Christian counsel, um, yeah. which is this. Can you talk a little bit about this importance of of community and and what that you know does it look like? Does it have to be a small group? Does it does it look like a mentor? Does it look like a spouse? What yeah. what can it be? Yeah, I think it can look like a bunch of different things. It could look like any one of those. Um, you know, there's a group of guys I get together with monthly, and we have breakfast together. There's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's small groups we're a part of. There's different, and 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 to me, the that community can really help you both in in you know obeying the clearer things of Scripture and holding you account, but also in 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 uh, sort of understanding how the spirits at work in your life or in in um, and what he's up to. I know. When my, when I uh, was transitioning from my last role to uh, being a pastor here at Compass Point, that process was about was a little less than two years long, and and through that process, I had my small group specifically feed into me to say, you know, how do you mm-hmm. see me as being uniquely gifted? What do you see the things that are my deficiencies? Um, and and inviting them to give me feedback, and and then 
you know, going out and, 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 and even started, I don't, uh, I'm not a good journaler. I've tried it numerous yeah. times in life, but, but during those transition times, I, I, I tend to journal uh-huh. and, you know, just journal down the, those specific passages of scripture that pop out, journaling down uh, what uh, trusted mentors are saying, journaling out what, what your small group is saying to mm-hmm. you, how your wife is feeding in, even what my what my kids were going through or what they were feeding into the family as we processed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a potential change. And so I think having all those pieces and then actively inviting them to, to feed into you and then likewise feeding back into them is, is important. Yeah, that's great. We, we're talking about a bunch of stuff. We've talked a little bit through this habit series, right? We've, we've gone prayer. We've talked about rest. We've talked about study. Um, we talked about giving. These are some of the, the kind of really specifics. I, mm-hmm. I love this obedience one because it kind of, in my mind, uh, encapsulates a lot of these things and a lot of the other ones we didn't get to. We didn't get to... Um, hospitality, which I think is a call, a habit that we need to get into. Um, this this idea of listening, when we talked about prayer and rest, we, we talked a little bit about this, but I mean, here, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I think of my kids when I think of obedience, mm. um, and I want my kids to obey, but the first step for them obeying is them actually hearing me, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's stop yeah. what you're doing, put down your toys, look at me in the face, listen with your face, as we say in our house. Yeah. Um, and so I think some of these habits around obedience, uh, while they'll be a little different for all of us, some of these look like making space to listen, making space to be in community. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, the things we hear, don't just take them at face value, but bring them back to the word, bring them back to this community. Yeah. I know that one of the things that I wrestled with in the preparation of the message was, um, I guess not wrestled with, but the concept in Scripture we see in, in um, Luke 16, 16 the, the parable of the shrewd manager, where mm-hmm. those who are you know in, entrusted with, with a little bit can be trusted with a lot. Yeah. And this concept of sometimes obedience is actually starts in the small things first, mm-hmm. or, you know, and as you're obedient to take that little step that God calls you to take, then maybe he'll take another one, you know, or invite you to something else. Or as you as you deal with this little thing that you know isn't aligned with the will of God, then then uh, you know other things become uh, apparent to you, or you become convicted about them. And mm-hmm. and so this this to me that's the 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 habit forming piece is when it becomes your your um, you know your auto response to to um, something you know is wrong or something you know God's calling to you, and and you want to respond in obedience whether yeah. it's you know a little tiny thing or it's a it's a it's a life thing yeah um that that repetitive sort of motion over the little things helps prepare you for mm-hmm. the 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 bigger calls or the tougher things to uh, to follow him in yeah and i i think um and maybe this is where we get ourselves into trouble we think okay we need to be obedient to god in accepting jesus as our savior yeah that's i mean that's good that's true but as you're just saying it's it's in every little thing it's an, I mean, even every little decision we make at work or, you know, we can bring these before God and, and say, you know, God, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it, I think this is, you know, think to yourself, is this in line with your word? Is this in line to the way you act and, and mm-hmm. the way of Jesus? Um, and most of the time, it's pretty simple most of the time, but, but kind of put all of our busyness and all of our actions through this filter of, uh, am I being obedient? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I mean, we talked about this country club, club Christianity. I think we have Maybe we have people in our churches in North America who are around the world who are, who are busy, who think they're doing things for Jesus, but are falling into what we would call cultural Christianity. Um, how, do, how do we know that we're not that? How do we become aware of our just 
you know, biases and, and being busy and doing things and actually move that towards obedience? How do we know that we're actually being obedient and not just being busy? Yeah, I think we we grow. We we when we read scripture, we allow it to to um, you know poke at our hearts. We we don't just read it because we're reading it. We read it knowing that it can have an impact on our life. We 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 recognize that that there's an um, an, an authenticity or a, a need for an authenticity of a relationship with Jesus. Like if I'm only thinking about God ever on Sunday when I'm getting up mm-hmm. to go to church, yep. um, then I probably don't have a. <laughs> an ongoing authentic relationship if mm-hmm. if 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 my day-to-day activities are being um you know continually prompting me to think about what what would Jesus do in this situation or then then I you know I'm I've I know that I've embraced more and more of what it means to be a follower of Jesus if I'm thinking that way it's kind of like why when we do baptisms here at at uh, Compass Point we, we we ask two questions. One is, um, have you accepted Jesus as Savior, as as forgiver? And typically, that's an easier one for people to say yes to yeah. because it's a free gift and it's it's eternal life. It's it's good stuff. Uh, but the I guess the something, second, but it doesn't really cost me anything, right? <laughs> right. That's the... Yeah. But the tough one is, have you declared him as your Lord? Do you want him to be the leader of your life? And that's the hard one because that's submission, that's obedience, that's doing things. That that don't fit my um, what my desires would like sometimes, yeah. right? It's putting boundaries around myself uh, because I I know that it's it's right and good, even though maybe I my my pride box at it. Mm. I and I in the last couple of years, the word Lord has actually meant a lot more to me because of that. Because I've dug in a little bit to this idea that you know if I'm saying Jesus is Lord, it's not just like a a title. It's not just like a nice thing. What I'm saying is He leads. Mm-hmm. And he makes the calls, right? Like it, it means that, and this is hard in our culture, right? It means that I don't get to do what I want. I don't get to vote on things. We actually, like Jesus is not like the democratically elected leader <laughs> yeah. of Christianity. Jesus is the benevolent dictator that we follow and we declare to be the true king, the true Lord, right? Which is that, you know, we look at our world today and we're like, oh, that doesn't work. That's not how things work. But but no, Jesus actually is Lord, Um yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. Oh. When you look at that that uh, passage we looked at on Sunday, you know, people are coming and declaring him Lord, Lord. Those are the, the words they're using, and yeah. yet he's saying at the end of that passage, he doesn't even, you know, know who they are. So there's this there's this great sort of self deception dichotomy where you're hmm. saying Lord, Lord, but not even actually being being known and and. Uh, yeah, I think that that um, in our North American culture is sort of seeping into Christianity, where we'll say "Lord, Lord," yeah. but we don't actually say "I'll submit," "I'll bend," "I'll bend my knee," "I'll bend my will," "I'll do something that's hard," "I'll yeah. you know practice things that take my time," "I'll I'll you know give my money," "I'll spend time." You know, those are those are the those are the things that declare in reality who your Lord is. Yeah, are right? you? I mean, I so I just got back uh, yesterday from. Columbia. I was down in Columbia with Compassion, seeing their work there, um, you know, w- working with orphans and widows, uh, essentially, which is one of these things that the Bible calls us to do. If you're if you're serious about worship, if you're serious about following me and think that I'm Lord, take care of the orphans and widows, right? I think that's a, a great, you know, what are, what are you doing to actually yeah. take care? How are, are, are your habits, uh, the things you consume, the things that you buy and purchase, do they contribute to the problems of the world or do they take care of the orphans and the widows do, do, do your spending habits i mean you talked about um if if your life was on trial for being a christian what evidence 
would they have for you or against you? Um, what would be in your search history? What would be in your your bank statements? What would be in the mics in your room recording the conversations <laughs> between you and your friends or your spouses or your children? Um, yeah. And I, if you don't feel convicted by that, man, take a minute right now and pray. Because both Brad and I are sitting here feeling <laughs> oh, convicted. Man. I know. Yeah, I had, um, I had somebody come up to me after the service and say, I'm so glad you didn't say that that they could record my thoughts too. Yeah. <laughs> that would have pushed them over the edge. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that, yeah. So yeah. just as a, a closing question, we're almost out of time here, Brad. Uh, but this this cultural Christianity, this country club mentality, um, without, I don't want you to name names or, or point fingers too drastically, but are there... Are there practices that you've seen in our kind of churches, our kinds of ways of doing things that that might be at the root good, but that kind of lead more and more down this road of cultural Christianity? Are there things that you would advise us to be uh, wary of or cautious of in in the way that we go about things? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I've I've seen that it's very easy um, when Christianity becomes centered on yourself to um, to take your preferences or your desires or your um, um, uh, you know the type of Christianity you're most familiar with and 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 you try to impose that or push that onto onto others mm-hmm. um, sort of like a you know a, a country club would I, I pay my fees I want to have my input yeah um, and, and and you're not saying that people are just coming up and, and demanding their own preferences they often okay my experience I'm a, I'm a music pastor it's not like I hear about this ever um, but my impression is that people often do it in a way that frames it around like this is what the Bible actually says even though it's not like they're they're taking their preferences and putting it into the Bible and kind of reading it back to themselves right right and and it, you know if you think about the culture of a of a country club you pay your fees you when well, you have your input and and you know but it's all done by democratic process or you know however they they mm-hmm. choose to to manage and um, you know, I think I think sometimes in our in our Western culture that values um, uh, democracy and is based on democracy, sometimes the there's a perception that the church is uh, you know like that as well. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's interesting because you look back at at scripture and a lot of times. <laughs> The majority rule took the Israelites down a very bad path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think those are some of the things that we where we see sort of cultural Christianity uh, seeping into, or or even when we expect that 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 God will, um, you know, that we can twist God's arm into into blessing us. Certain, if we do this, God has to do this. If we hmm. do this, God will do this. And yeah, you get the and, prosperity gospel. Yeah, and yeah. Right. You get you get things that where you know some truths from Scripture are taken and distorted enough that that mm-hmm. now it's it's really I'm doing things for my own motives and my own you know I'm I'm not allowing Lord to be Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And we're not we're not saying here um, that you know you need to read the Bible nonstop and that will bring obedience or you need to, you know, listen to more Christian podcasts. Those things can be incredibly helpful, but Jesus had some of the harshest words for some of the most well-educated, most in the scripture, most pious people, right? It's not, um, and and this is the, I like that we're ending here for the habit series because, you know, yes, we want you to pray. Yes, we want you to study. Yes, we want you to be generous. Going through those things doesn't mean you're obeying. If you're not doing those things, you're probably not obeying. There's probably something yeah. lacking, but but you got to think through. You got to allow the spirit to move. Um, so, I th- I think we're we're about out of time, Brad. But uh, any any quick closing thoughts? Uh, just those those three things that I mentioned. You know, be attentive to the Word of God. Be attentive to the way of Jesus. Be attentive to the whispers of the Holy Spirit, and um, you know, let that let that guide us all in in how we're obeying. 
Word of God, Way of Jesus, Whispers of the Spirit. I love it. Thanks so much, Brad. Uh, Thanks for listening along, and we'll be back next week with more Postscript.